Rabbi Alchanan Zone is with us. He leads the National Association of Hevra Kadisha. It's known as NASC. NASC. National Association of Hevra Kadisha was founded in the mid-90s and was created in order to form a united and cohesive group of Jewish burial societies in the U.S. and Canada dedicated to the traditional Jewish burial practices. It acts as an umbrella organization to assist affiliated groups in defining, establishing, and achieving the highest degree of Kavad HaMais as defined by Jewish law. This coming Shabbos is Parshas Vayechi. Over 275 synagogues have already joined this Team Shabbos. Team stands for Traditional End-of-Life Awareness Movement. TeamShabbos.org, T-E-A-M-S-H-A-B-B-O-S.org is the website. Rabbi Ochanan Zone, welcome to JM in the AM. Morning. Thank you very much, Nachum, for inviting me on. It is a distinct pleasure. I'm a long-time admirer, <laughs> first-time uh, participant, actually. So I thank you very much. Um, it's a uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'd like to explain a little bit about why we created Team Shabbos, please. And uh, there are many subjects that are very important to us individually and important uh, to us as Jews. Uh, among them are the value of life and dealing with decisions that affect our end of life. These are discussions that sometimes are very difficult to have, even within family, but difficult also for rabbis to explain to their communities because they're uncomfortable. Right. And uh, the rabbi making a drush every Shabbos gets up and wants to speak about something positive, something that's uh, exciting, and end-of-life issues are, are not in that category. So we felt that if we could create a Shabbos that was a Shabbos dedicated nationally to a specific subject about end-of-life, uh, and there are really many subjects that fall under this category, uh, that it would make it easier for rabbis to speak about it, and it would open a conversation that really needs to be had on many different levels. So you're not surprised that close to 300 synagogues have already signed up? Truthfully, I'm not surprised. Uh, I think it could have been uh, triple that or more. Uh, there are many more synagogues across the country. This is a national movement. We've been focused mainly outside of New York with the understanding that uh, New York synagogues are overwhelmed with a lot of different uh, projects and programs, more so than outside of New York, and that perhaps the a conversation is even more important there, but certainly our goal is to have all synagogues join, whether they've officially joined or not. We certainly invite every shul everywhere to join us this Shabbos. Right. And uh, the issues are very simple. It's really speaking about the value of life, which in our world uh, has really changed dramatically over the last few years. Uh, we're We are no longer focused on the sanctity of life, but more so on the quality of life, the medical profession has taken a turn in that direction. Our society has turned in that direction. And the Torah value is very clear on the importance of life as uh, that which gives us the ability to serve God appropriately. And sometimes when we are most challenged, uh, that might be uh, the greatest opportunity to serve God appropriately. So it's, uh, it's a very complex issue, a difficult issue, uh, and we need to be prepared for those situations. We need to talk about those situations with our immediate family, and so the goal is to open that conversation 
and certainly uh, end-of-life decisions, which again has changed dramatically over the last few years. Uh, years ago, cremation was something that within our community we almost never heard of. Uh, even in the non-Jewish community, it was not a common thing. Uh, it has become very prevalent. We are, I believe, they now the industry itself now claims that about 50 percent of Americans are being cremated. And sad to say that within the Jewish community nationally, uh, we believe it's somewhere close to 40% of Jews that are being cremated at this point. Wow. Uh, in the New York area, it's quite a bit less than that, but not that much less, probably the 25 to, th- uh, I'm sorry, the 20 to 25 range. Uh, but go west or south, it's uh, extremely common, and uh, it's really an issue that needs to be addressed, because even we who live in the Northeast and we who are in the observant community uh, have family, have acquaintances. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Okay. Right. So I remind everybody that we're speaking to Rabbi Yochanan Zone. The uh, event is this coming Shabbos, Parshas Vayechi. You have an opportunity to join the team, traditional end-of-life awareness movement. Now, Rabbi Zone, uh, halachic end-of-life matters. Um, you just alluded to that, that there are many ma- matters meaning subjects. You know, the, the, the people go through this. Halachic living wills. You just mentioned cremation a moment ago. Will all the rabbis who are participating, will all the synagogues who are participating this Shabbos address all of those issues? They will address some of those issues. Each will address a different one. We actually uh, listed about 13 issues that you could find on our website at teamshabbos.org. Uh, that we, we uh, classified in separate categories. We actually have resource material for all of those, whether they're articles, uh, that explain the issues or how to deal with the issues. But halachic living will specifically is something that's been very close to us. It's something we've had a lot of uh, involvement with. And since the law requires that every person uh, have a health care proxy, the law is that people have uh, autonomy when it comes to medicine. They can choose what medical uh, procedures they want to have or not have. But that's only they themselves have that autonomy. Family members in most states especially, but even in New York State, are limited into what type of power they have unless someone designates a proxy to speak for them. So it's extremely important for every person to have someone who can speak for them if they're in a position where they cannot speak for themselves. But even if people have a... Uh, a chance to choose what kind of procedures they want or don't want by filling out what is called a living will. The problem is that when they fill out these living wills, the questions are, do you want a DNR check off here? If you don't want a DNR check off there, and do you want dialysis? Do you want this procedure or that procedure, whatever it might be in this scenario or that scenario? The problem is, as people who live by Torah, it is very, very difficult for us to make those decisions in a vacuum when we're 40, 50, 60, or even 70 and in good health. All of these decisions really need direction at the time of these decisions, right. and they really need rabbinic direction. So what both the uh, Good of Israel of America as well as the Rabbinical Council of America created is something called a halachic living will, which rather than designate specific uh, boxes to check off and say, I want this, I want that, what is done in the halachic living will is to designate a proxy and to designate a rabbi that will make those decisions in conjunction with the proxy so that the rabbi will be the one who will decide what is appropriate uh, for this particular situation. And, of course, every person can choose the rabbi they are most comfortable with 
and can even discuss with the proxy whether they want heroics to be done. And within halacha, there is a lot of flexibility as to what needs to be done under certain situations. Not every situation demands uh, a, uh, absolute heroics and, and to uh, you know, absolutely uh, never uh, have a situation of a DNR. There are times where DNR may be appropriate, but it needs direction. And this is what the halachic living will is, whether it's the Akuta one or the RCA one, they're both uh, fine. Uh, but everyone uh, over the age of 18, actually, needs to have a halachic living will. Rabbi Elchanan Zon is with us. He leads the National Association of Hever Kadisha NASC, which was founded in 1996. It's called Team Shabbos. And every synagogue in this country uh, is encouraged to uh, be part of it. Shabbos Parshas Vayechi has been designated to address the traditional end-of-life awareness movement. That's TEAM, traditional end-of-life awareness movement. Uh, there's information on the website, teamshabbos.org, T-E-A-M-S-H-A-B-B-O-S.org. You can also dial and sign up at 718-847-6280, 718-847-6280. And, of course, the main point is to make sure that our rabbinic leaders take the opportunity, as close to 300 synagogues have already joined in, uh, to utilize the Shabbos of Parshas Vayechi, uh, to address these issues and to encourage the congregation to become more and more educated on these issues. Rabbi Zone, give us a minute on why, I mean, it may be so obvious to so many people, but why not say it for those who may not be familiar? Why is this Shabbos so appropriate for this topic? Well, very simply that, uh, this Shabbos, uh, is Parshas Vayechi. Parshas Vayechi is unique in the sense that it addresses illness. Yaakov was the first person to be ill. Uh, he actually requested it so that he would have time to be able to address his children and give them direction, uh, which he did. He then asked his children to take care of him. The name Chesed Shalemis, which is given to members of a Kadesh, actually derives from this parsha where he says to his son Yosef, Yosiso Imadi, Chesed Vayemis, you shall perform with me kindness and truth, or the greatest kindness of all, kindness defined by truth. He then asks them to bury him in Israel, and the process of his burial is described. His savo, his charging his children is in this parsha. So all of the issues, really, that need to be addressed are all very clearly uh, discussed in the parsha. and so it's really the most appropriate time of year. And, and no one else has designated the Shabbos as anything else, so it, it works perfectly. And this is a topic that's come up here in the recent past, and it may sound like a silly question, but ha- have these efforts helped in getting members of the Jewish community who have felt that they should be cremated after their life has ended to change their mind? Have you seen people who've been influenced? Because there are people in our community who are uh, experiencing some frustration that relatives and friends of theirs in the Jewish tradition are uh, encouraged uh, to go you know, down the uh, route of cremation. Something very, very difficult for many of us to understand. But as you said, it's, it's prevalent now in this country, and certainly it has seeped into our community. Um, Have these sessions of educational sessions helped in that regard? I can't tell you how much uh, encouraged I am uh, as to how much it has helped. I I cannot tell you. We have uh, a website dedicated to it. We have all kinds of educational material. 
I can't tell you how many people call me and say, Rabbi, you have no idea what this particular uh, brochure, what this particular book, there's a book by Daron Kornbluth, has accomplished. I myself lecture on the subject, and people do change their minds. Uh, just this past Friday, we buried a woman here in New York uh, because a nephew in Los Angeles got involved, and we were able to work things out where her brother, who had been supporting her, did not want to bury her. He was going to cremate her because it was just the cheap thing to do. Where it's money, it's very often able to be changed, but I will tell you that we had just a case yesterday. I got a call from a rabbi in Albany, I don't mind saying where it is, who told me of a case. He had called me last week. He was on his way to uh, a home. There was a family member who was a Valshuva coming in from Eretz Yisrael, and his questions to me were about what is the responsibility of the son coming in regarding Shiva and Kaddish since his father is going to be cremated. And I said to him, why have you given up? Why not speak to the family about changing? Well, I was told it can't be done because this was his wish. I will tell you that we have had success with it. There are ways in which it can be done, and I gave him some suggestions as to what he could speak about. And uh, he called me just yesterday afternoon and said, I can't thank you enough. You won't believe this, but I'm coming back from the burial of this man. Okay, so th- there is definitely things that we can do. We see this day by day. It needs uh, a lot of thought, and there are ways that work better than others. It can't always be, uh, you know, we can't always assume that we can throw money at people and say we're going to pay for it, and that's fine, because there are a lot of people who are hard and fast in what they believe in, and it's not a money issue. I mean, 25% of the people in Manhattan or 30% are being cremated. It's not a money issue. It's a, uh, it, it, for whatever the reasons are, as you said, it's hard to understand. But the point is that with discussion, if we open the discussion early enough, if we are sensitive to the people around us and use opportunities to open the discussion, I believe we can have a sea change. I believe we can make tremendous impact. And I've seen it firsthand where there is time, there is a tremendous opportunity and there is the potential of making significant change. It also is an opportunity to teach about the most basic concepts of Yiddishkeit, which is really the concepts of a belief in an afterlife and and, and, and the value of punishment. Right. I'm sorry, and the value right. of life and what it means to give respect to people right. because they are people because they get contained in the Shema as uh, Daron Kornbluth in his book, uh, which is excellent, called A Cremation or Burial of Jewish View. Uh, he says we burn, uh, we bury treasure, we burn the trash. Right. How do we see ourselves? Okay, so there, there are a lot of ways in which this could be addressed, and we have found that, it, yes, it can be successful, but you need to find the opportunities and use them. And, uh, and you can make a very significant change. We need to get involved, and that's part of the conversation we want to open. Encourage your rabbi to be part of Team Shabbos, traditional end-of-life awareness movement. This Shabbos, Vayechi, oh, uh, close to 300 synagogues have already joined. Sign up at 718-847-6280, 718-847-6280. Go to teamshabbos.org. Again, that is Team Shabbos. Dot org. Rabbi Al-Khanan Zone leads NAS, the National Association of Hevra Kaddish. Rabbi Zone, an honor to speak with you. Good luck this Shabbos. It sounds like it already is a great success. Thank you very much, Nach. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and have an easy fast and a meaningful one. I Thank appreciate you. that. Easy fast to all on this Hasar Bateves morning. You're listening to JM in the AM.